0: Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more.
1: Tweet at DriveTimeRTE Welcome back. The UN children's agency UNICEF is estimating that at least 17,000 children in Gaza are unaccompanied or separated, which is 1% of the overall displaced population. The worsening humanitarian situation in Gaza coincides with a new visit by US Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who has just arrived in Saudi Arabia on his fifth trip to the region since October with the aim of progressing a ceasefire. Well, the UNICEF State of Palestine Chief of Communications Jonathan Cricks has just returned from the territory and he joins me now. Jonathan, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us this evening. Um, and as I say, you, you've just returned from Gaza. You met 12 children with devastating family stories. What did you hear?
0: Well, I, what I heard is is really many stories of, of loss and grief and what was really striking is that on the 12, 13 children I met, all of them had one of those stories. And, um, and two of them had lost both their parents. And I met, for example, with Razan. So Razan, she's 11-year-old, and um, she was in her uh, uncle's house uh, in uh, December and uh, when the house was bombed. And uh, the unfortunately, her mother, her father... Also, her brother and her two sisters were killed. and in that bombing, she also lost her leg. And when we were talking with her, she was she was explaining how, of course uh, she was facing like many challenges, but not only of course on the grief and the loss of her family, but also on the fact that now she, she had that disability and, and oh, there is absolutely no way, uh, no facilities for disabled children in the Gaza Strip today. So these, these stories and these children, the unaccompanied and separated children are particularly vulnerable. And, and as you said, we estimate that it's 17,000 of them uh, in the Gaza Strip
1: currently, but in reality, we fear it
0: might be more.
1: And she's now been taken care of by her aunt and uncle, isn't she? All of whom uh, have been displaced to Rafa. Um, what of children's mental health? What, what did you find there?
0: Yeah, I mean, the the, the mental, of course, Razan was was still very much in shock. You can see that she's not. Socializing, you know, she's she was very much staying in her corner. And uh, many of the children that we have met uh, 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 on on the field are definitely in that need of mental health and psychosocial support. They have symptoms like a very high level of anxiety. They are jumping when a when a door is uh, slammed. They are um, uh, have a lot of difficulties to sleep, uh, a lot of difficulties to focus. Some of them are not eating. So UNICEF is providing. Uh, mental health and psychosocial support since the onset of this crisis to uh, 40,000 children. But we are, um, the, the, the needs are immense. And I just want to add something on the uncle and the aunt. So the social workers I met were saying that you know, usually uh, uh, the extended family is taking care of these children—the uncles, the aunts, the, the cousins—but due to the very difficult situation, most of them do not have enough food, or sim, or water, or or space in in a shelter to take care of of those. Children who have lost their parents because they they don't have even
1: enough food to feed their
0: own children. So the situation is extremely dramatic.
1: And you met these children in Rafa. Um, How concerned are you at this stage about the scale of the bombardment in the South still with reports today of Israeli bombardment in Kanunas?
0: I mean what 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 is really striking when you when you walk in uh, in Rafa is the density of, of the people and the density of the needs. So wherever you look, you see makeshift tents, you see people living uh, in, in very dire conditions, uh, one toilet for five hundred. Seven hundred people, uh, very little food. Uh, children carrying food parcels or carrying jerrycans, plastic jerrycans with water. So, so the, the the density of of this very stretch of land, the density of the people and on the on the needs, are are, are making everything uh, very concerning uh, uh, with whatever can take place in in the future. And I think that. It's extremely important that we reach a, a, a long lasting ceasefire as soon as possible.
1: And what is your hope for a ceasefire at this stage? Obviously, we see this visit today by Anthony Blinken. Um, how strong is the hope for a ceasefire?
0: Um, I mean, we. we I, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what what is going to happen next. What I can tell you is that the the you know the children like Azan, they are they are they are you know crying and and scared every time they hear bombing, and and I think that for the mental health. And, and for the well-being of these children, what is really key is that we reach a, a long-lasting ceasefire that will also allow, you know, when we are talking about mental health and psychosocial support, and we, when I'm talking about the 40,000 children who we were reached, what is really key to understand is that it's not possible to offer that service, to, to offer that support without a long-lasting ceasefire, because it requires You know, to be able to move safely, to be able to trace the children, to be able to bring them back to their extended family, all this requires a long lasting ceasefire. And, And this is why this, along with the release
1: of the hostages, this is so crucial for the children in the region. Uh, Spain has also announced today that it is to give UNRWA an additional 3.5 million euro in funding. Um, How how concerned are you for the future of UNRWA following the decision of some large countries to suspend funding recently?
0: I mean, what, what is important to understand is that First of all, we're following very closely with, with the, the allegations and and the Secretary General of, of the United Nations has been, you know, very clear, expressing its horror his horror for sorry, about the news and asking for a full investigation. And you know, from, from the very beginning, UNICEF has been, you know, condemning the, the, the horrific events of the seventh of October. Now what we also have to understand is that there is not another entity in the Gaza Strip today which has the capacity to deliver any kind of urgent assistance to 2.2 million people uh, uh, in Gaza. So, So this is really important to understand that any decision uh, uh, uh of, of suspending the, 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 the funding would clearly jeopardize the the aid delivery to 2.2 million uh, uh people in the Gaza Strip today. Um also considering that among those two point two there is almost a million children who have been displaced and that we see the spreading of uh, uh diseases and and all the you know terrible situation that I highlighted uh, at the beginning of this interview.
1: Okay, well, Jonathan Cricks, UNICEF, State of Palestine, Chief of Communications, thank you very much for joining us on Drive Time this evening. Back in a moment.